Where is the celestial sanctum? Grandmaster Emeritus, Chris R. Warnkin, FRC. From Rosicrucian Digest, volume 50, number nine, 1972. Before beginning our discussion under the above title, the writer wishes to express his profound thanks and appreciation for the opportunity he has been given to contact our readers each month under the Celestial Sanctum Department. Father Cecil A. Poole has maintained a continuing flow of enlightening and interesting material under this department for many years, and we wish to express on behalf of his many grateful readers our sincere thanks for his guidance and thought. We can only promise to do our very best to bring you reading that we hope will be worthy of your attention and time. We have much more experience and involvement to earn, and invite you to share this adventure with us. With some working knowledge of the celestial sanctum, both internally and externally, it seems expedient to devote some thought to this rare and magnificent concept. Thousands upon thousands throughout the world are familiar with its existence and use it to varying degrees of understanding and success, but many persons accept its existence without truly understanding its nature. Despite our attempts to properly define it, many persons born and immersed in a thoroughly tangible and materialistic world find it difficult to identify with a celestial sanctum. They feel compelled to seek it in time and space. For some unexplainable reason, even with some training in spiritual and psychic matters, they tend to direct their thought far up into the distant sky or into outer space in search of the celestial sanctum. But from the psychic viewpoint, what is up? What is far? The terms up and far have meaning only relative to the mind of one who thinks of these terms. Recent events may help us to understand this relativity better. When the astronauts were on the surface of the moon, there must have been moments when they turned their thoughts toward their loved ones up there on Earth. It is quite probable that at the same moment those loved ones were thinking of their husbands and fathers up there on the surface of the moon, two directions diametrically opposed with the same identical definition. Most adults can remember the moon being considered as beyond the reach of people in outer space. Children of today will grow up thinking of the moon as a mere neighbor used as a launching site for voyages into the far, more distant areas of the cosmos. All is relative, but this has to do with the objective physical world of manifestation. Our subject is not of the physical world, but we use symbols and terminology which we hope will assist those who are interested in releasing their greater self from the bonds of the physical. A person is not the body. The body is her home. Mystics prefer to think of the body as a temple. A person lives in the cosmic, a circle whose circumference is nowhere and whose center is everywhere. 
A person is as free as her thought. In the cosmic there are no time and space, for they belong to the world of objectivity. Where there is no time, there can be no beginning or end. Where there is no space, there can be no place. The fruits of yesterday and tomorrow are identical. Only the viewpoint has changed. Here and there are descriptions of the same place, with only a change of viewpoint. Viewpoint is a function of the mind, and mind functions in the infinite cosmic. The celestial sanctum is thus not a place. The Liber 777, an attractive booklet which is offered monthly in these columns, describes the celestial sanctum in the following words. There is, then, a glorious, a magnificent focal point of all the positive thought, the finest concepts of which people are capable. This focal point is the cosmic. It is not a place. It is neither limited by space nor time. The celestial sanctum is an attitude. It is the stripping away of all mean and petty thoughts of imperfect people and a raising of the consciousness in the purest and most unselfish attitude of which we are all capable to blend selflessly with the pure thoughts of numberless others in the same attitude to create universally that positive condition which lifts, inspires, strengthens, and heals. We must realize that all conditions and all things begin with the mind. If we would change anything at all, the change begins in our mind as manifested by our thoughts and resultant attitude. There is no magic in the words of prayers, affirmations, or any other techniques for bringing about change. The magic, if there be any, is all in our attitude and thought. The powerful concentration of noble, constructive, and positive thought in a sustained attitude is a secret of benevolent change. This is the basic concept upon which the long, successful operation of the Rosicrucian Council of Solace is established. The recipient must cooperate fully, wholeheartedly, and expectantly by joining us and bringing the purest attitude of constructive thought and focalizing it in the celestial sanctum. The concept of the celestial sanctum was created by unselfish mystics who sought to help others by guiding them toward the source of all help and healing. But it is not like a private hospital where the ailing patient may come to have the doctors and staff do all of the work. Rather, it is like benevolent partnership where each comes primarily to help others and thus becomes helped personally. In fact, one of the finest ways to help self is to forget self by helping others. Many persons who use and respect the work of the celestial sanctum think of it only in terms of regaining health or obtaining assistance. Of course, much good work of this nature has been credited to those who work in the celestial sanctum, as attested by thousands of recorded case histories. But it is also a beautiful means of retreat from the many mundane distractions of daily life. One may train self 
to retire momentarily from the confines of the flesh and bathe in the uplifting pure thought of beauty, love, harmony, and peace. Practiced with sincerity and confidence, the return to normal activity will bring a renewed and fresh approach to the conditions and affairs that surround us. We would also find rich reward if, at times when we are not concerned with any particular problem and in fact feel exuberant, we would attune with a celestial sanctum to share that fortunate well-being with all who seek it. Given freely and unselfishly, you will find the psychological result as rewarding as though you were the receiver instead of the giver. It is a deity-like satisfaction. Learn the glory of sharing and sacrifice. If the circumstances of daily routine make physical life one of loneliness, enter the celestial sanctum. There you will blend your thoughts with those of thousands throughout the world who are perhaps also lonely physically. The consoling and brightening thoughts you will receive will be those of people to whom you have offered your best friendly thoughts in exchange. Composers and poets as well as others have turned to the celestial sanctum for inspiration in their work. The same inspiration is there for you if you really want it and seek it. The cosmic is overflowing with the finest positive thoughts for all situations if we will but assume the proper attitude and bring it to our own valuable contribution of pure love, fraternity, and peace. Know that our world will not improve simply by asking the divine or mystics to change it. It will improve only as you and I and every human being cleanse ourselves and enter the celestial sanctum, bringing our share of the noblest thoughts, the basic ingredients, to change and renovate the imperfect world which we ourselves have manifested. Nothing good is impossible in the celestial sanctum. The celestial sanctum is a cosmic meeting place for advanced and spiritually developed members of the Rosicrucian order. It is the focal point of cosmic radiations of health, peace, happiness, and inner awakening. During every day, periods for special attunements are designated when cosmic benefits of a specific nature may be received. Non-members as well as Rosicrucian students may participate in the celestial sanctum contacts. Liber 777 is a booklet describing the celestial sanctum and its several periods.